shotglassdigital.com. Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud, the Rebel Yell in the Goliverse. My name's Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you. And with us, as always, is the heart and soul, if you will, of the rock and roll that is Rock Out Loud. She is Kristen from Jersey. What up, Kristen? What's up, everybody? How we doing? Doing pretty good. I mean, saw, saw the movie today. Finally had a day off for the first time in a week. I'm knees deep in a book. I'm good. I'm happy. Knees deep in a book. Well, yeah, because I can't say what I want to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say what I would usually say. I hip hip deep. Hip deep. <laughs> sure, hip deep. We'll go with okay. that. Um, yeah, yeah, Bugs Bunny, one time, there was an episode of uh, Looney Tunes with Marvin the Martian, and um, and Bugs Bunny was, uh, he got back to Earth, and Marvin the Martian had all these add water things that would cause the other Martians to be made, like these Martian underlings that he had. And Bugs steals it from him, crashes in Earth, lands in a sewer, and uh and and they all start to pop to life and he run and he, he comes up out of the out of the manhole cover and he runs right to the camera and he's like, Head for the hills, folks, or you'll be up to your armpits and Martians. And I always thought that was funny. The arm up to your armpits and Martians. Line. Well, I mean, so, Marvin the Martian was very tiny, so well, if, he, ever, if all of them, they would be up to your armpits. Well, they, yeah, but they were taller. Oh, okay. Yeah, these these critters were taller. And Marvin made it, he's like, hmm, I modem Q36 explosive space modulator. That's a that's an impression I can do. <laughs> that was really good, <laughs> Thank Steve. Thank you. Yeah, I can do that one. Um, to you. You can't do that on Geek Out Loud now. I, well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I, I forgot I could do Marvin. I forgot. I, I totally forgot about that. Isn't that lovely? totally forgot about him um light bulb bing ding, exactly <laughs> exactly but this isn't gig out loud this is rock out loud um speaking of your job christian real quick let me just give you an opportunity to plug something here uh is are are we still selling soap for sharks so uh you can try and find it at a store okay because uh it's all sold out online mm-hmm. uh, my store sold out of it in four days um, and we've been getting phone calls like crazy now that the ads are running on Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, do you guys have the soap? Do you guys have the soap? So go to your local Lush store and see if you can find some shark fin soap and help save sharks. Will they get any more in? Uh, no, they are done making it up oh. in Canada. Wow. Yeah, we so, sold, we, it, it's been very successful. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's Lush. Yep. And, uh, and, and they've been supporting sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still go in and buy. There's a lotion called Charity Pot, and all the proceeds go to it. Um, and then you could also go into a shop and sign the petition, too. Okay. All or right. you could sign it online. I'll find a link. Okay. I have a link. I'll Chris, give it to you. Chris will find a link and give it to us. Hey, Rock Out Loud is on iTunes, guys. We've got our own iTunes feed and everything, and we hope that you'll help get the word out about this show. 
by leaving a review and rating for us in the iTunes store. You just head over to iTunes, search for Rock Out Loud. You'll see our logo. Click on it. If you haven't subscribed, do so. Um, we love doing the show, and we want more people to get in get in on things. It's you know we've had some discussions off air here and there about uh, there's there's been times when I've played stuff like Jump by Van Halen. And, and people in the chat who listen live at Mixer.com slash Goliverse are like, what is this song? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people are finding new music that you wouldn't think people would be having to find at this point in their lives, but but it's there. And uh, even the big hits, much less all the awesome stuff that Kristen brings to the table all the time. So, um, so head over to iTunes. The best way to get people to know about us, other than making them listen, you know, physically sitting them down and saying, listen to this is uh, going and leaving a rating and review for us. You know, and two, you don't want a problem of like, you know, a kidnapping or or holding someone against their will and sticking earbuds in their ears. Be like, you will listen! You will I listen mean, to I, Rock Out I Loud. I think it would be okay if people kidnapped and made people listen to Rock Out Loud. Dude, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't want that on my conscience. You know? <laughs> we don't condone it, but if you have, if you, you know, you do it and they love it, hey, that's okay. And, and granted, in a, in a weird twist of synergy... If you should get caught and it make the news, it'd be a cool story for the Big Honkin' Show. So, Oh, please. We'd be know, everywhere. May, maybe you should kidnap people and, and sit them in a chair for as long as it takes to listen to a rock, tie them up, and for as long as it takes to listen to and then let them go unharmed, but just kind of weird it out that, that someone would do this. So, Make sure, you know, you feed them well, you give them, you know, refreshments, and, you know, they're in a nice, cool environment, yeah. but make them listen to the show. <laughs> That's right. Also, you can support the show by using the Amazon links provided in all the show notes that we have. Now, if you head over to geekoutpodcast.com slash rockoutloudpod, what you'll find there are all the show notes, and in there, there are links to all the different songs we talk about, the albums that we talk about, and in the event of artists like Def Leppard, who you can't get individual songs uh, in a downloadable form yet, but uh, all through Amazon, who has great prices on some of these albums that we talk about sometimes, and the songs are always really good, well priced, and it's uh, it's 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 really cool. The DRM on the Amazon stuff is a lot less strict than it is um, with the iTunes, and so you know you'll have a little bit more freedom to use it on different devices and that sort of thing. So um, that's geekoutpodcast.com/slash/rockoutloud, and of course, if you want to support us through Patreon. With all of the other great Patreon supporters, head over to patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And uh, I'm humbled and amazed and appreciative uh, of everyone's support there at patreon.com. Uh, Kristen, before we get into the emails, um, we do want to say you and I were talking about it, and we talked a little bit about it before we started recording here. Um, you know, uh, and, and this will be a theme this week, so if you're listening 10 years in the future... You know that this was recorded uh, this week, the week of the passing of, of the great Robin Williams. And, uh, and and I just feel like it needs to be mentioned how much he's going to be missed and how much uh, he was absolutely loved and respected, at least by me. And I know, you know, you mentioned it was just your childhood, um, you know, that he was just all over uh, with his different roles in movies and that sort of thing. And mine too, you know, I mean, a different generation of childhood. I know yeah. you talked about Fern Gully and, and Aladdin and, Patch Adams and Jack. Oh my gosh, Jack will tear your heart out. Oh, I um, know. Oh my God, don't do it. Don't do it. But uh, but you know, for me, you know, my childhood was Mork and Mindy, and uh, the Robert Altman Popeye movie, which um, that's a soundtrack we should do at some point. 
I would have to listen to I'm it. I'm just kidding. It's a musical, and it's uh, <laughs> it's there's some funny stuff. It, a lot of cool sight gags and that. But Robin Williams, just a great talent, legendary, and will definitely definitely be missed. So, um, but let's uh, let's do this. You know, it's, any performer will tell you the show's got to go on. So let's let the show go on, and uh, let's jump into some emails. Um, this is from Gabe. Who says, hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, y'all. Just finished listening to your Bon Jovi podcast. And I must say, Kristen, I could not disagree with you more on wearing the band's t-shirt at their show. This is going to be like the thing that comes around all the time to me, isn't it? (laughs) We got a bit. I've been been going to their concert since I was about 10. And I've always loved seeing the band's t-shirts being worn. Especially if they're vintage. Kristen? Nope. nope. <laughs> also, if I'm playing a concert and I have t-shirts for sale and somebody comes in wearing it, it's that much more special because that person came to see me more than once. Would you mind explaining why it's bad etiquette? In about 15 years of going to concerts, I've never heard that except on a metal forum on Facebook. Not it's one like I said in the last episode. I went on I went on a rampage on the last episode. <laughs> but it's just something that you sorry. <laughs> it's just something you don't do. What are you laughing about? I don't know. It's just really funny. <laughs> oh, this has really got you that tickled, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's just, just don't do it. <laughs> That's all I can say. He goes like, on. Like, I totally get it if, like, you know, if you're, you know, an artist and, you know, someone's coming to your show. But you know, if someone comes to your shows a lot, you know the people that come. Like, you know, if you're seeing the same faces out there, you know who's who. Right. Um, But I can imagine that would be really cool. But still, just don't do that, man. Don't do it. (laughs) I will say this. If we ever do GoalCon, and I hope that one day it happens. Um, oh, that'd be great. You know, wear your Geek Out Loud t-shirts, guys. Please. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> all, yeah, but well, it's GoalCon! We right. know what everyone's there for! <laughs> and when I do my concert that night, wear your Geek Out Loud shirt. <laughs> and if there's ever a Rock Out Loud shirt, make sure to wear your Rock Out Loud yes. shirt. Well, they're still the, pa- the panel. <laughs> they're still in the making, you know. It, it's, it's still a thing where we got to figure out the numbers and, and figure out who would buy one, actually, and that sort of thing, so... Um, he goes My on to aunt would. Okay. Well, he goes on to say, I love Bon Jovi as well. Always have since I was young. My favorite album is Have a Nice Day. I know you guys aren't a fan of anything after Bounce, but I would encourage you to give this another shot because it's awesome. My favorite songs are I Just Want to Be Loved and Welcome to Wherever You Are. These songs help me get through a time in my life during college, especially Welcome Wherever You Are. That song is just so powerful to me and basically saying to everyone that your life matters whether you believe it or not. And that's from Gabe. That's kind of relevant to what we just talked about like indeed. three minutes ago. Indeed, indeed. So, um, I don't, you know, um, is Have a Nice Day After Bounce? Yes. I didn't realize that. It was the next album. I kind of like the title song from that. I kind of like Have a Nice Day. Yeah, that song is okay. Like mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, where I feel like Bon Jovi fell into that Nickelback thing, though, where everything started to sound exactly the same. Mm. So... And that was the album that that kind of started. It was like that they had a formula and they were going to do it. Yeah. And isn't Who Says You Can't Go Home on that album? Who Says? I cannot stand that song. That's him and Jennifer Nettles, right? Yeah. You know, I've got a connection to Jennifer Nettles in my life. I know you do. But that doesn't mean I like that song. All right. uh... (laughs) That means you're like one step away from Bon Jovi, though. Oh, my God. 
gosh, why did you just tell me that? Now I'm going to have to use my connections. I was going to say, you should you should have been up on top of that and using that. My so when gosh. they were touring, you know. Yeah. Well, I tell you what I'll do. I'll talk to my brother in artwork. I'm like, call Jennifer <laughs> and tell her that your brother wants to have John Bon Jovi on the show. Yep. And see and see if we can make that happen. And, tell, that, and tell him his co-host is from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, is that bad form? Um... Honestly, at this point, absolutely not. We're who, a baby yeah, podcast. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> if it gets John Bon Jovi on the show, I don't care. Even if it gets David Bryan on the show, I don't care. All right. Well, here. All right. Well, then I will do it. I was. I will. I will talk to him tomorrow. I'm like, I'm just going to put this out there, John, and 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 you do with it what you will. He'll roll his eyes and laugh. Oh. Uh, I mean, well, you did say your goal for the show is to get us to interview someone from Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, or Journey. That's true, or all of the above. Uh, so, together in the same room with I need us. To, I need to write that down <laughs> under my... I've got a page in one of my journals of dreams that I have to fulfill. And so I need to put that down there. Now, which so, journal is this? This is the Marvel journal. I was going to say, is it yeah. a Marvel journal? Yeah. <laughs> I also have... Um, <laughs> I also have our uh, future show ideas listed here. Oh, I have that too. Such as the Van Halen two-parter, etc. So, and such as. Uh, we also have an email from the co-host of Mark Out Loud, Dave Jones. He says, hey, Stephen, Kristen, I love the show so much. It has been about a, a rediscovery for me with all the coverage of Def Leppard, among others. I know I'm late getting this in, but I just got back from a vacation trip that had a travel time of seven hours each way. Of course, you guys know that I had to have some road jams to keep me company. In no particular order, Locomotive Breath by Jethro Tull. You know, we've not really talked a lot of Jethro Tull here. I don't know anything about Jethro Tull except for the fact that um, he won the first heavy metal Grammy. Oh wow! Didn't know. I see. I didn't know that. Up against Metallica. Wow. And such as. Well, now Je <laughs> <laughs> now Jethro Tull will jam out on a flute. He will with like one leg propped up. Yes, he is. He's amazing. Um, we we got into him for a minute in college. <laughs> and uh, we got into Thick as a Brick, which is this just monster long song. And back in the day when it was released, the liners in the album was taught, was saying that it was it was a song uh, that they took the lyrics from a poem written by like a nine year old kid who'd won a poetry contest. And um, and then, you know, it's just a joke. The whole thing is not real. But the song itself is is just it's catchy and it has that 70s um that classic rock feel and of course when he hits locomotive breath man that and aqualung oh yeah i've heard aqualung yeah so anyhow um <laughs> jamming on a flute no more mr nice guy by alice cooper yes give me back my bullets by leonard skinner now kristen dave is the one who he crawled all over me he's like Kristen's always talking about these people from New Jersey. Why don't you ever, why don't you, I'm calling Dave out on the podcast, by the way. Why don't you ever talk about all the people from Georgia, all the musicians from Georgia? I'm like, REM doesn't fit our format. Mm -mm. B-52s don't fit our format. <laughs> but I love Sorry some, about it. But I love some Love Shack. <laughs> bang, bang on the door, baby. Your what? Tiru. Rusted. Anyhow, and he, but Dave loves, I love Southern rock. Now I will tell you that I do love, 
um, all things Southern rock. Well, not all things, but you know, most things Southern rock. And so when you're talking about Skinner, except for Freebird, love some Skinner, love some Almond Brothers. Um, who else? Uh, those, yeah, Skinner. That, I mean, that's the whole of Southern rock right there. But anyhow, uh, just kidding. Uh, he goes on the weight by the band. I'm not familiar with that song. I I bet if we heard it, we would know it. You think so? Probably, because the band has a lot of big songs. I mean, that's pretty pretty ballsy just to call yourself the band. <laughs> we're the band. No, who are you? The band. The band. Yeah, we're waiting on the band. Well, that that is us. We are it. We are them. Hi. We- <laughs> so you're... Which band are you? Oh, no, we're the band. You're... The band. The. Yeah. T-H-E. Yeah, well, we're waiting on three different ones. Okay, well, we're the band. So, uh, let me see if I have this available. Because I... Challenge accepted. We'd know it if we heard it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to disagree. I don't know... I don't know that I know the band. You definitely do. You definitely do. Okay. I mean, I will take your word for it right now. I'm going to have to... Let me Google that for you. Here comes that segment. Right out of the gate. We do this um, on like every show now. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's been one of my things. I remember when I said I don't want to really do this? All right, here we go. The Weight, the band. Let's see if we can get past an ad. Yes, I knew we'd get it. And it's Gene Simmons, of all people. Oh, Lord. What is Gene Simmons doing? What kind of... I know he's got Family Jewels, Fourth and Loud. Yeah, it's um him and Paul. They own like an arena football Oh, league. cool. Good for them. All right, here we go. This is a travel song? Oh, yeah, I know this song. Yep, see, it's all yeah. you. Yeah. I pulled into Nazareth, was feeling about half past Bill Brasky was so brave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Point for me, I told you you would know it. That's true, and you know it, too. You take the load off in here. Ooh, take, take the, the run on me. Yeah. Yeah, you put the load... I thought I had that around on my on on my situation here. I guess not. That's a, that's disappointing. Anyhow, oh. all right. Who's in cred? Yeah, moving on. Um, Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones, Bark at the Moon by Ozzy, and Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. These are just a few that I wanted to share. Thank you guys so much. Rock on, Dave Jones. Now Dave will talk some music with you, Kristen. I know. I mean, we kind of indirectly did the other night on Mark Out Loud. It was basically just me trying to fire him up. That's right. <laughs> and he got fired up now. Oh, he so did. <laughs> he started to cut a promo. And Dave's such a nice guy. He he really is. Dave's one of the nicest people you'll ever want to meet. And uh, afterwards, he's like, hey, man, I hope I didn't upset Kristen. <laughs> it's very hard to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan checks in. He says, Stephen, Chris, and I'm a longtime listener to most shows in the Goldiverse. I'm not into wrestling. And a big fan of what you've done with Rock Out Loud. I wanted to put in my two cents with regards to your cover shows. The cover show has been pretty popular. I feel like that might be our most popular one. It, as far as the discussion generated, it sure has been. Um, and have you heard, have I made you listen to SOS? The ABBA no. cover by Fozzie? Oh, yes, 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 okay. you did. Really good. Really great cover. Um, but he goes on to say, uh, <clears throat> while listening to the show, one cover <clears throat> came to mind that I knew I had to get in front of Steve, and I must ask you not to prejudge before you listen. 
Back in around 95, I went on a No Doubt Bush Goo Goo Dolls show, and No Doubt opened with the Imperial March. It was awesome. I've heard this before. And, and yeah, they did that, I think, at several shows. I think that was kind of their thing. They would open with uh, with a version of the Imperial March. Okay. And, um, and yeah, it was, you know, it's it's pretty... Anytime... Listen, anytime someone br- busts out the Star Wars, I will... I will uh, I'll, I'm all for it. All about that. <laughs> guys play the music all right let's quit with the drums there's a drummer in the band yeah that's what we know about oh my gosh is this really (laughs) this is not the version i ever watched question is is what did they go into from that back then who knows yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was when no doubt was like huge yeah. or at least on the oh, brink yeah. of huge yeah uh, tragic he... kingdom was a huge album in the 90s <laughs> it was it no doubt hit big that was um that was gwen stefani and was that don't speak Yes. Yes, okay. Which yeah. was about her and the bass player breaking up and then her mm. hating them and still being in the band. Crazy. Yes. Uh, goes on to say, does Ryan, also there's a band I've been a fan of for quite some time. There's punk super group who only does covers. Me first and the Gimme Gimmies. They it, only do covers? They can take song and turn it into something that really rocks. They have seven or eight full albums out of all cover songs and each album is a theme. Country, R&B, show tune 60s. I've attached a link to their version, I Believe I Can Fly. It starts off slow, but if you let it breathe, it pays off. It, or the payoff is worth it. All right. We'll see. Yeah, as soon as this ad is over. <laughs> we'll see. I've seen this band live, and I never knew that they did all covers. Yeah? Clueless. Hashtag clueless. Well, look at you. Um, boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. <laughs> That's the uh, Geico pig. Here we go. Me first and the gimmies doing I Believe I Can Fly. They're a punk supergroup, Kristen? Apparently. What does Never that mean? Never knew that either. <laughs> I used to think that I could not go on. Life was nothing. Okay. 
Okay, I mean, punk's not really my thing. <laughs> but can't you just see everyone starting to pogo oh, up again? Oh, yes, yes, to- totally. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of doing it sitting right here. You know. <laughs> uh, and the last one I have to add, just because it's fun, um, and this is, and the one he added is, Real Big Fish, Take On Me. Mm-hmm. Remember the ska movement? <laughs> yeah, which was like, Huge in like the late 90s. Yes. Like 97, all these yes. star bands started coming out. I think Scott was just a bunch of band nerds getting together saying, hey, let's show people we can rock. You know, because Let's everyone that were cool. Because they had their uh, they had their brass section and everything. Um, I'll tell you, ska to me, I I wasn't aware of. In fact, it didn't get big on the pop scene until it had gotten huge in like the contemporary Christian music scene mm-hmm. uh, with groups like the OC Supertones and Five Iron Frenzy, and and they were going out because I was at a conservative Christian university and like everyone was like, I love this music. I'm like, this music sucks. <laughs> um, every song sounds exactly like the song before it. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, the Mighty Mighty Boss tones are hitting and Real Big Fish and that sort of thing. So, yep. Um, that is knock a fun... Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> I never had to. But I knew someone who had. Mm. It's the impression that I get. Uh, Dylan McManus chimes in. He says, Dear Stephen, Chris, and another great episode. I loved your cover tunes choice. I want to give you a quick list of some of my cover song choices. Just off the top of my head, if you know any of them, let me hear your thoughts. 20th Century Boy by Placebo, originally done by T-Rex. Not familiar with it. Uh, Hello Hooray by Alice Cooper. I've never heard that one. Originally done by Judy Collins. Everlasting Love by U2, originally done by Robert Knight. Mm -hmm. Easy by Faith No More, originally done by the Commodores. Billie Jean by Chris Cornell, originally done by Michael Jackson. I think I have heard that one. And the absolutely greatest cover ever, The Great Pretender by Freddie Mercury, originally <laughs> done by The Platters. I've never heard Freddie Mercury do that. I haven't either, but oh, Freddie Mercury yes. doing anything is brilliant. So. I'm the great pretender. Um, <clears throat> here's a list of cover albums. Cover albums you and your listeners should definitely check out. Stairway to Heaven, Highway to Hell. Ozzy sings Purple Haze on this. Come on. Mm-hmm. I, who does that? Well, that's what the that, that's what the Bon Jovi boys are back in what, town. Yes, on. okay, yeah. I was gonna say, and then we, oh my Lanta. Hard, so that's like peak eighties popularity. Indeed, my gosh, I have to check that whole thing out. Hard to believe a tribute album to Kiss as done by many a Seattle band. It predates oh. the grunge scene by a year or so. It does feature an early version of the band Nirvana performing the track "Do You Love Me." It's worth a listen. Okay, the Commitments soundtrack. This is a brilliant cover album of soul songs by Irish singers and musicians from a rather lovely film. This album is how I learned to sing. These covers are just as good as the originals. Uh, The Spaghetti Incident by Guns N' Roses, one of the best hard rock punk albums ever done. Without this album, I would have never knew of the New York Dolls or Iggy and the Stooges. The Commitment soundtrack taught me how to sing. This album taught me how to play guitar. Mm. Acid Eaters by the Ramones. This album is the first Ramones album I ever bought and the first Ramones tour and concert I ever saw, an album of the 60s covers done Ramones style. Nothing really too obvious. Just that three-chord garage rock, one, two, three, four style that made the Ramones legends. Another album that I played guitar to. 
Backbeat soundtrack, a little film about the Beatles stint in Hamburg before they got famous. The soundtrack is what makes a film. They get all-star band doing what can be described as the Beatles on speed playing 1950s rock and roll classics. The album clocks in at 30 minutes. Check out the greatest version of Please Mr. Postman on this album. Okay. On Your Sleeve by Jesse Malin, a New York singer-songwriter who is a fan of all genres of music. I call him the king of New York with all due respect to the late, great Lou Reed. Here's how much I love this album. There are three different versions of this album, and I have them all. He can do the Hold the he can do the hold Steady, The Stones, Paul Simon, Elton John, and The Flaming Lips. Just a great record. I've never heard of Jesse Malin. Jesse Malin um, was very popular on the Bruce Springsteen circuit, and I actually sat near him when I saw Springsteen at Convention Hall in Asbury Park. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's how, my connection to Jesse there Malin. There you go. All right. Wrote a Song for Everyone by John Fogarty. I'm not sure if this one counts because the original singer-songwriter is the main collaborator. Such a surprise to my ear holes. A cover album of CCR slash John Fogarty written tunes done with him and newer artists. It should have failed, but it was a good one. They don't do it the same as the old records. Any album where you can have Miranda Lambert with Tom Morello on guitar next to My Morning Jacket, you have something interesting. Just my two cents. I'm behind on, on one episode of Rock Out Loud, but I'll get to it soon, I promise. It's now 1.37 in the morning. I feel I need to finish this letter. Keep up the great, uh, keep the great episodes coming. I'll keep listening. Um, he says, "P.S. Thank you for not playing any cover version of Hallelujah." You're welcome. There, I, it's a boring song. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Can we just say that it is so boring? You said it, but I thought it. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> people, like, it brings people to tears. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm. Not okay. me. Not me. No, me either. Yeah, not me. Um, Jeff chimes in. He says, hey there, rockers and pod people. Last week, my son RJ and I were emailing about Rock Sugar, which thanks to Steve scolding at me for not allowing RJ to download the old Jess Harnell podcast, caused a week-long <laughs> chirping of Bad Dad by my boys. Side note, the kid is 13 years old and more than capable of downloading old podcasts. <laughs> But all the blame gets put on Dad. Yeah, but Dad, you should have directed him. That's my point. You should have pointed him in that direction. After thinking of a potential topic, I was curious if either of you listen to any other mashup bands. Are there enough out there to dedicate a podcast to? Um, I've loved Rock Sugar and Fat Boy Roberts. I love the unique sound of mashup bands, especially when, the mash, when they mash two or three completely different types of music. Always loving the show, and that's Jeff and RJ. The Eddie and Wolfgang Van Halen of the Rock Out Loud podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, I don't really know of any other mashup bands. I don't either. I mean, I look for, I literally scour YouTube looking for decent ones to yeah. put on my work playlists. But they're, they're like, um, to me, a good mashup is like a great cover song. Yeah. You know, you have to go through all kinds of. Andy Dufresne waited through 300 yards. I don't want, Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, I was quoting a movie. You oh, man. dropped the first curse on Rock Out Loud. Let it be known, everyone. It was not Kristen. Oh, I was quoting Shawshank. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, wow. Hmm. I was, I was sitting there thinking, wow, I'm really doing a really bad Morgan Freeman, but it's working. Oh. Mm. So good. I was into the Morgan Freeman I was doing. I'm like, oh, this is my... This <laughs> and then I quoted the movie too much. Oh, yeah, I feel <laughs> right after you're like, oh, 
Well, it hit me. It's like it began to process. You can't say that. That's not a word you can use on the podcast, Steve. Oh. All right. I heard you curse for the first time tonight. Twice! We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs> That's it for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad Carissa had already stepped away from the... <laughs> Would she have scolded you? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Elisa Lee is probably going to come down on me. So she's already said she's going to tell my mama. Uh So anyhow, no, anyhow, my my point was this. Going through mashups and cover songs to find really good ones are like Andy Dufresne crawling through the sewer to get out of Shawshank. Oh, there's Carissa. (laughs) She's not showing up in my chat over here. Daggummit. She's not showing up in mine either. She's a ninja. How are you doing that? How are you doing that, Carissa? Oh, gee whiz. Okay, well, moving on. Sorry, everybody. it! <laughs> wow, I'm so embarrassed right now. Can't talk that way. I'm so happy it wasn't me that did it. <laughs> you see my Twitter. You know my mouth. It's not very pretty. My good friend Rod chimes in. He says, hey, guys, bald-headed Rod here, friend to one half of the Rock Out Loud podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Rod. Yes! She went Seinfeld Newman on him. Uh, I was listening to my iPod at work today against their policy, so please don't tell them. Well, as long as you don't tell anyone I'm dropping bombs all over the place, it'll be fine. <laughs> <clears throat> and a few one-hit wonders came up on Shuffle. I haven't really heard you discuss one-hit wonders. You usually cover bands or even albums as a whole. What are some of your favorite one-hit wonders? Looking forward to our podcast together. That's from Bald-Headed Ron. Troll. Such a troll. Oh, come on. Come on. I mean, well, it, that's the thing. Like, okay, what do you consider a one-hit wonder? Because there are some bands that, like, some people would say that Europe is a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. To me, Europe's not a one-hit wonder. Well, I think, I think the idea is a, a hit... When people say they have, it's it's someone who broke into like either some. It depends on who who scale you use, and sometimes it's just the top forty, sometimes it's the top ten, sometimes they go all the way to number one. It's the idea of someone who has a number one hit. Like the Grateful Dead can't be considered a one hit wonder, but they never had a number number one hit song, even though they've got a huge following worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadheads. Vanilla Ice is a one hit wonder. You know, he did not sample under pressure, Steve. Kristen, Ugh. have you ever heard him talk? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, they, their song goes ding, 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 did ding, ding. Our song goes ding, 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 did ding, ding. It's it's not the same. <laughs> Listen. It's a little bitty thing. And he's smiling the whole time, like, I know what I'm saying is bullcrap. <laughs> oh my God. Rob Van Winkle. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it anymore. Um. <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to sit down and look through a list to really kind of come up with some stuff because I'm sure I love every one hit wonder. I mean, you know what song like two summers ago, like just got in my head all the time, and I think it's so fun, but I know it's so crap. That stupid "Call Me Maybe" song. Call me <laughs> maybe. Yes, me too. Me and that, too. Like she will never have another hit. Come on. <laughs> No, Carly Rae Jepsen, no. But there's that one line of that song that just captures my imagination. Before you came into my life, I missed you so bad. <laughs> that is some deep stuff. I don't care who you are. That's some time. I actually know the um, the bass player that um, is touring with her. I actually know him. Oh, nice. Well, I I've been jamming. I'd been jamming out to a song 
that was speaking of mashups was um <clears throat> a mashup of call me maybe and um payphone by Maroon oh 5. my god but it was it was it was a dude and a, a girl doing it and it was kind of this acoustic little set they were doing it sounded really good like i was really i really dug it and i would jam out to it for a minute or two but anyhow um you know what that's a good segue into rod's next uh rod's next um email he says i'm he says, I'm catching up on some podcasts that I wasn't able to listen to live. He says, I wasn't able to listen live, so I couldn't address these issues when they happened. One, Steve mentions in another podcast how much he enjoys Celine Dion. Nothing said about it. I say I find t- Taylor Swift delightful, and I never hear the end of it. Because, because Taylor Swift is the devil. Because, she is Satan. Because I didn't talk about how much I enjoy Celine Dion on this show. Exactly. And you yeah. didn't talk about how, oh, well, you know, here's my top 25. Like, I listen to such better stuff than you do. <laughs> and say, oh, yeah, My Heart Will Go On is the number one song on my thing. No, you didn't do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, and I will tell you this. That top 25 was doctored, by the way. Uh, he says, thank you for featuring Led Zeppelin and The Doors on your Gone Too Soon show. Really glad to hear you like The Doors. Still don't understand your dislike of Zeppelin. That's to you, Kristen. You said I wouldn't know Led Zeppelin. I have their entire discology. I've been. A, did you say you wouldn't know Zeppelin? I don't recall that. I don't understand that either. I could have though. Who knows? Yeah, I've been a huge fan for years. The Page Plant tour from the '90s was fantastic. Still heavy on rotation for me. Uh, love that version of Gallows Pole. That is all for now. Look forward to podcasting with you guys. Thanks Patreon for making it happen. That's Bald Headed Rod. Hmm. He's my Newman. <laughs> Indeed, he is. He's just a pure villain. Indeed, he is. I don't think he is. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he spiked the ball back over on both of us there for a minute, and um, and I'm just over it. <laughs> I don't think you've gotten over it quite yet. And I'm done. I'm, <laughs> and I'm done. I'm through. That's I don't care anymore. <laughs> I've given up on him. He's a lost cause. I, I just ignore him. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> he he certainly knows this. <laughs> I don't He tries know. to apologize every chat. Well, you should accept his apology and move on. <sighs> but I'm just so good at holding grudges. I know, but I cussed in this episode for you, Kristen. I know I was so proud of so you. So the Steve. least you could the least you could do is is forgive Rod for me. Well, I told you in the past, Steve. I just I like I keep it silent on my end to make him more nervous. <laughs> and I said earlier that it's really hard to make me angry. So that's right. That's right. Put two and two together. Put two and two together. Add them up, folks. Add them up. Add them up, and you get two. <clears throat> that's right. <laughs> two and two, you get two. Too late to apologize. Oh, I don't know. too late for chocolate pie. It's never too late. Maybe a Barney Tinky Winky mashup. All right. <laughs> moving along <laughs> moving on here we go well uh if you want to email us you can do so by shooting us a line at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com rockoutloudpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you uh especially after this show because we're probably going to get some people correcting us and reminding us of certain things um as we as we get into our topic today Kristen. um in uh in in the realm of of movies here lately the big deal has been um has, has been flipping uh guardians of the galaxy it ha- it's been like 
the blockbuster of the summer. The summer's been a big bust. It, I mean, it, and to me, it really has. Um, you know, if you want to talk about summer movies, because uh, it started out so, <laughs> in the words of, uh, in the words of Dave from uh, Hot Rod, it started out super positive. <laughs> um, but you know, with Captain America, and to me, it just kind of dipped from there. I enjoyed Godzilla. Okay, uh, I, I I have such mixed emotions about Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two, that is, and um, and I didn't see the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, you know, which I guess were the four big ones from this summer. But this one is one that I was looking forward to for a long time. Yeah. I mean, well, like leading up to the release of it, like the promo was great. Like everybody was like, how are they going to do Like, How are they going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And and they started by giving us a touchstone of um, with the music like you. It's hard to introduce people into a world of sci fi and, and outer space stuff the way that you do this. But what. James Gunn and company did is they're like, well, we're going to give them the most universal language we can give them in in, in a, in a world, in a universe where they're talking raccoons and tree monsters. We're going to give everyone the touchstone of popular music. Mm -hmm. And, and, and from the very first trailer, from the very first teaser, that's what we got was, um, was was one song that kind of carried most of the trailers and then it, and then it kind of flowed into some other stuff but uh i thought it would be fun to walk through these songs and not only talk about whether or not we like the songs you know because it's not really it's more pop music than rock music mm-hmm. for sure uh but it's all very classic stuff it's stuff you'd find on um the vinyl channel on uh on on sirius xm classic vinyl classic vinyl that's right and uh, and it does, man. It it makes me feel it. This this music takes me back to, um, to a time before I was born that I cannot remember. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all music that like it's not you know it's not heavy, right? Like I mean, we talked we talked a bit earlier. Like this is this makes sense that these are the songs that like an eight or ten year old kid is listening to. Yep, and, it's, and that they're infatuated with that. And it's and it's um. It's interesting because his story with this music is this is a tape, uh, this awesome mix volume one, which is right there in the movie, is a tape, spoiler alert, given to him by his mother, mm-hmm. given to Peter Quill, our main character, by his mother. And it becomes as much of the soundtrack as the movie as Tyler Bates' score does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and so the point that when, when this music's being played, sometimes they'll bring it up in the mix, sometimes they'll fade it out in the mix, you know. But it's it's there and it's there in universe, which is really a cool thing. And you know, a lot of times you have like you know, I think of Cruel Summer and Karate Kid. They're listening to it on the beach. Yep. But it doesn't. But it's not something that the plot centers around. The, this music is not only our touchstone for familiarity in this crazy universe we're in. It's also Peter Quill's touchstone uh, for keeping his humanity. Yep. And remembering where it came from. Yes, yes. Uh, so we're going to walk through uh, the Awesome Mix Volume 1. And uh, the first track is uh, by Blue Swede. And it's been it's become so familiar, it's hooked on a feeling. Ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga, ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga, ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga, ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga, ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga, ooga-chaka, ooga-ooga, ooga
inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Now, Kristen, this song was used really heavy in the ad campaign for Guardians. This is like the majority of all the trailers. Yes, yeah, and I don't remember where it was actually at in the movie. I don't either. Help, help us out, chat. Yes, please, please. And speaking of covers, this is a cover song, um, <clears throat> isn't it? I have no. I I don't even know this yeah. song. I had heard like in passing, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that this was the Uga Chaka song until I started listening to the soundtrack. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same song. Yeah, this is uh, either either this is a cover of B J Thomas or B J Thomas uh, covered this. And I want to say they covered B J Thomas. But okay. ha- how about this '70s pop feel for you here? So I mean, Uga Chaka a lot better than B.J. Thomas to me. Now I just imagine incense and bell bottoms <laughs> and lots of white. <laughs> George Harrison stopping by, like, "Hey, that's a really good sound." So, <laughs> what's that? What's that weird instrument you're playing there? Sounds like a guitar. Um, but yeah, I can't remember where this where this showed up in in the film. I know it was used heavily in the in the promotion, and I'll tell you what. Until this promotion for this movie, the Uga Chaka song to me was from Allie McBeal. Yeah. Yeah, Dancing Baby. <laughs> God, McBeal. remember that viral thing? How, oh, that was like one of the first viral videos ever. Yes, it was. Was the Dancing Baby? Because I mean, that was—I remember, you know, people pulling that up on AOL. Mm-hmm. You know, so back way back in the day, before you were like grown up. Hey, man, I had my dial up. Hey, how old were you in '97? Ten. No, I was I was seven. Don't okay. make me older than I am. Oh, sorry. Wow. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. By the way, how are we doing a podcast told us together? That it's when they go into the prison is when the song is played. Okay, when they're going into the kiln. Okay, that's right. Which Who- makes sense because throughout this entire movie, they play upbeat songs in or like happier songs in like either sad scenes or in like dangerous scenes. Yes. Yes. Um. And by the way, I need to uh, need to need to just take a diversion really quick. The admiral has stepped in and said, "How dare you guys start without me?" Uh, we sent like seven smiling. messages yeah, out, se- seventy or eighty tweets. Sorry, admiral, you all, <laughs> you also missed me cussing. Um, yes, you missed me <laughs> saying a curse word, and it was great. In in a bad impersonations voice of um, Morgan Freeman. Um, <laughs> Daniel but, and Indy, how dare you be late? I was trying to I was trying to make a point but anyhow so yeah it's it's i'm sorry you were making a point about the way the music is juxtaposed against sad versus happy times and that sort of thing yeah i i always like when either like films do that or when you know artists will write like really heavy material in a song that if you don't know if you're not listening to the lyrics you think it's just like this great happy little ditty but it's not <laughs> Well, and like you think of like even putting songs in in places where they don't seem like they belong, like um, 
the song I can't remember what song it was, but in the in like the torture scene in um, oh my gosh, what was that Quentin Tarantino movie with Mr. Pink and Mr. Black and Mr. Blue and Mr. Brown? Uh, oh, Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs, yeah, yeah. So uh, cool stuff. But this song, I mean, this song enjoyed a revival from the Ally McBeal days, which there's a Bon Jovi connection there, by the way. Yes, there is. He was beautiful on that show. <laughs> I love it when we get you to finally go girly on us with stuff. <laughs> I know, because I, I do rarely try and do it, because I know most of our listeners are men. They don't really care about how sexy John Bon Jovi is. Well, you know, it's, but, it's, something, to, it's something to strive for. <laughs> you know, it's a man crush. <laughs> yeah, you can. I have many. Um, I think the most effective use of this song, though, was not necessarily in the movie, as as referenced by the fact that you saw it today and can't really remember where it came from, but... Yep. <laughs> but it was but the the most effective use was in the advertising campaign. Mm-hmm. They picked one of the funnest songs with with one of the best hooks for closing out the you know the whole trailer with the Guardians of the Galaxy it comes to ah, and you see Guardians of the Galaxy on the screen. But this just kind of showed you what kind of world we're going to be in from from the trailers and stuff. The fact that they're using the Uga Chaka song if you will um yeah. to to promote this movie was just really cool. Uh, the next track on the Awesome Mix Volume 1 is Go All the Way by The Raspberries. This song fakes me out. How so? Because it's got that great opening. <laughs> and then what? It just falls on its face? <clears throat> yeah, then it sounds like a bad Beatles song. <laughs> I said it. It, it sounds, like, I was going to say, it sounds very much like that stereotypical music you would listen to on the beach. Yeah, yeah, in a way it does. But I love that opening hook, though. I love this, I love this bit at the opening. I mean, doesn't that sound like it's going to be something a lot different than what we get when the vocals yes. kick in? And then it just becomes very monotonous. Yes. Yeah, it's really it's really weird. Um, so they they said played when they entered the big head. I don't, is this where they, did they play this as they were coming into nowhere? Yes. Okay. Which, you know, it, it starts out like something, it does, that's the thing, like I can see it now in my head. I can see it starting out that way. But, um... But my Lanta, uh, I would have loved to seen him use some Thin Lizzy there. Oh, my God. Well, I know people have been saying they're like, you know, there has to be some Thin Lizzy in, in you know, the Guardians 2 soundtrack. Yes, yeah. Well, and that's the key. We talked about off-air, and, and I'm sure we'll mention it later, is 
I want to know what's on volume two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, um, so not a fan of this song, Kristen, by the way. I think we've made that clear. <laughs> I think we made that abundantly clear. Okay. You know. But I am a fan of the next song on the soundtrack. Little bit. Norman, Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. This must be the most easily licensed song in all Ever. in all of music. <laughs> it's the complete opposite of any Led Zeppelin song. Exactly. <laughs> it really is. Norman Greenbaum's like, oh, you want to use it in your movie? Okay, that's fine. Give me the money. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'll take your money and, and you go ahead and use Spirit in the Sky. Uh, but rightfully so. It's a it's a cool song. Um, I love the uh, I, I love the the use of the of just the you know just that driving sound that it's got and everything. Um, I don't know when they played this though. They didn't. Okay. This, this song was. This is one of. I feel like there's two songs that aren't in the movie. Well, this is the one. This is definitely one that's not in there. Um, Amara's dad, Mount Crowder, says this is the only song not in the movie. It's perhaps in a deleted scene. Um. That would make sense. I think, because I know, I think I read that they made a scene that's like centered around this, but Mm -hmm. then they ended up having to cut it. Oh, well, bring it on Blu-ray. And we also got a correction. uh, Go All the Way was um, played at the beginning while he was flying into the capital there at Xanadar. Is it Xandar? Xandara? Xandarian? Um, Well, I've got to go see this movie tomorrow before I talk about it on Geek Out Loud. (laughs) Um, He... uh, it, the no the, where the Nova Corps are the Nova Corps is um and uh, yeah that's right all the way was played there while he was while when he was taking the orb to sell it to the to the buyer uh, before all heck breaks breaks loose with Groot and Rocket and everything. I like the buyer oh <laughs> I like I like that whole planet that planet was fun to me and and with Groot drinking out of the fountain and everything don't drink out of that <laughs> you did I saw it <laughs> and then he turns and goes back to drinking. <laughs> That's disgusting. Why would you do that? Oh, man. What a great... Whoever thought a, a talking raccoon and a weird talking tree monster would be great to watch. And it's so funny because everyone... that Like, all of my friends that have seen it are like, no, they're like my two favorite characters. Yes, everybody like, has. It's like Groot is the best character ever. And then you see the movie and you're like, oh, my God, but he really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he only says one thing. How could, how could Vin Diesel get that part? Um... Anyhow, back to Spirit in the Sky. Not used in the movie, but, I mean, to me it belongs... If if you are a mom in the 80s, you know, late 70s to the 80s, giving your kid, you know, the music of your life and the music of your lifetime, yeah, definitely. If this is music you want to pass down to your kid, I feel like this would be a song from that period that you'd give to your kid. 
Oh so. yeah, it's essential listening. And I mean every every movie that takes place I feel like and like you said like it's the easiest licensed song ever apparently. Every movie that takes place like in that time frame, mm-hmm. this song is always in it. I, uh, dude, it was all over um Remember the Titans? Oh, yeah, that's the main song. Like that's the main thing I think about when I think yeah, of that. Yeah, me movie. too, Kristen. <laughs> me too. <laughs> So any, it would be so good. We could talk about that. <laughs> anyhow, uh, played as there. Now, this is the song they played as they were going flying into nowhere. That's K N O W H E R E, by the way, because it's the head of a celestial. More information on that when we talk it on Geek Out Loud. <laughs> I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. David Bowie, am I right? Oh, yes. <laughs> and not and specifically Ziggy Stardust. Uh yeah. That's that's the album from which this originally came, ladies yep. and gentlemen, in case you're wondering. Uh Ziggy Star which is a fun name to say too, Ziggy Stardust. <sighs> Ziggy played guitar. This is this is when I threw my horns up in the theater. Elaine, I believe that's a Ziggy Stardust. Um Yeah, did you oh so this is where you started rocking you did you did you shout? I did not shout okay. because there was actually okay. Put put this into perspective. There was more people in the theater for this than there were for The Dark Knight. Wow! And I saw The Dark Knight the like the second it was released in my theater. So I, I was hoping that you know because I went to an early like a earlier show, yeah. like the first show. So I was like, all right, this is gonna be great. Hopefully there'll be no one in the theater and I could be loud and I can like laugh. And that wasn't the case. Did you there go? Was like did you go with people. a friend? Did you go with a friend? No, I went by myself. I have no friends, Steve. Come on. <laughs> I don't, Steve. I do everything. I do everything by myself. <laughs> Otherwise, I would do nothing. <laughs> I'm Atlanta. I thought this is I, why. This I, is why. <laughs> I, man, I thought I just pictured you like going with a couple of friends. It's your day off, and and just you know having a blast, having a good old time. Nope. All right. I did that, and then I went to Five and Below for work supplies. Okay, I mean, I'm responsible. Uh, <laughs> I'm a very boring person, guys. <laughs> I do only have virtual friends. <laughs> I've got <laughs> Kristen's like, um, Kristen's like, I've got, uh, I've got my job, I've got my podcast, I've got my music. <laughs> That's all I need. What more do I need? Yeah. So, I, yeah, when when Matt reminded me, this is what they're playing when they're flying into nowhere. And it works, man. Moon Age Daydream, come on. It does. It's just it's got that whole space thing, and you know, Ziggy Stardust is you know that character. You know, he's an alien, and oh, it's just it's just wonderful. And and like honestly, but I feel like Bowie, you don't hear his music in a lot of um, 
like in a lot of films, but whenever they're in there, it works so well. And it's like, this is perfect. Thank you for letting me love me on some David Bowie. Yeah, I wonder. Now, see, we talked about Spirit in the Sky being, you know, so licensed, easily, so easily licensed. I wonder how controlling Bowie is of his music getting in stuff. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, like I said, you don't really hear it in a lot of stuff. And, I mean, he is a huge, like, I mean, when, it, when um, Perks of Being a Wallflower came out, and, mm-hmm. of course, they have, you know, the tunnel scene, and they, they're playing heroes. Like, I get goosebumps every time I see that. And it almost famous, you know, when they're waiting in the hotel, and I'm waiting for the man is playing. And, you know, you have all the fans, and they're like, it's Bowie! And they're throwing, like, <laughs> stardust at him. Like, it's just, it's, they're so, they're such good scenes. And in, and in uh, The Wedding Singer, when they're sitting in the club. Yes! <laughs> Oh, I love Shut this your song. Mouth. We all know the words. Shut your mouth. We all know the <laughs> What a jerk. Oh my David gosh, Billy. what a jerk. So sexy. You think the time to make the donuts guy is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I do so think. So good. And obviously, Steve, a movie that you and I both love, A Knight's Tale. Yes. Yes. What, what Bowie song's in there? Golden Years. The dance scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, that that soundtrack that can I'm sorry to diverge here real quick. One of the most to, that was one of those things where they're like, let's give you a more modern day touchstone to get you into this world yep. with the music. I mean, right from the opening with the "We Will Rock You" and such as, right on through to the end when they hit that shook me all night long, um, and everything in between the the day the the dance scene with the Bowie the. Um, the Thin Lizzy as they're coming back into London. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll Write to... that down in your Marvel book, Steve. We need to do that. We need to do a Night's Tale one of these days. We will. We will. That's that's one that I already had on my radar. Good. To go through. <laughs> so, um, but Moon Age Stadium, you're right. It fit in here. And anytime, now that you mentioned it, I'm, as I'm thinking, and you mentioned the, those scenes, anytime they throw some Bowie in, it does fit. You know. Now, granted, I'm not super familiar with all of David Bowie's work. Just not. You know, he's never been someone, he's never been one of my go-to people. And I know oh. that I can now expect this huge list of songs from you on Twitter. <laughs> I'm so predictable. So, <laughs> listen but to this type it. of Yeah, yeah. But I love Heroes. Um, oh. I do love that song. That is a classic. Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps. Yep, yep. Uh, we move along down the awesome mix uh, to this that was playing during one of the... Uh, one of the funnier scenes as we learned the legend of Kevin Bacon. Yes. It's fooled around and fell in love by Elvin Bishop. If this will play here. Here we go.
Now, Elvin Bishop is not someone that you would generally hear featured on Rock Out Loud at all. No. But in the in you know, in a to me, one of the things and, and I don't know if I've made this clear enough, but one of the things about this soundtrack in, in this movie is is I, I guess I have made it clear, so I don't need to repeat myself. But the fact that it played such a big role, like the soundtrack was a whole other character of this film. It was. It was like the silent partner and, of this movie. And in this moment where he's letting Gamora listen to this song and, um, you know. Trying to mac on her. Yes, he's trying to mac on her. There's so much, you know, there's the classic, I've got headphones on so I talk louder than I need to bit. Um, there's the whole, it's like Kevin Bacon, the legend of Kevin Bacon from my world. <laughs> Which is so good. Which comes back to play later on. We are Kevin Bacon. We- <laughs> <laughs> that that got one of the loudest laughs in my theater. Oh, everyone loved that. <laughs> Listen, that I laughed at that, and I for some reason I hit the floor when, um, <clears throat> when when they're all doing when they're doing the big superhero moment. You know, the big hero moment. And they all stand up together. And they look to Rocket, and he finally, he's like, all right, I'm in. And then he says, what? I'm standing. And then he stands up. He's like, all right, I'll stand up. Now, here we are. We're all standing around like a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> I love <laughs> that moment so much because I'm like, that's, you know, it called out all of those other moments like that and all these other type movies. And I'm like, that's so good. But, yeah, the this, this moment with him and Gamora, because the interesting thing is, um, if I recall correctly in the comics, there's never a will they won't they kind of thing. And um but it just plays so much in this character that he can't help it. You know, it's who he is, he's got a Mac. I like that he was a bit of a playboy. When yes. like the chick comes out in the beginning, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I totally forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're one of those guys. All as, right. As only Chris Pratt could deliver that stuff. So, um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a cool song. It's a perfect song for that kind of moment though, too. And what's really interesting is Gamora's never heard anything like it. Yes. So I love that. Yep. Like when you think about that, you're like, this is pro this is like so unique to his character and like him. And then it's like, I couldn't imagine like having someone put headphones on me and hear that for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do want to ask this really quickly before we get to the next song. What was he listening to in the hospital at the very opening of the movie? What was what song? Does anyone remember what song was on, uh, on on the on his ears as he was playing? Because this next song, I don't remember where it is, but I don't think this was I don't think this was that part. But uh, this is Ten CC. I'm not in love. My lanta that came in hot. <laughs>
I'm being told by the chat, this is the song uh, that he was listening to sitting in the chair in the hospital. Mm. You know what I loved about that scene? And I mean, like how you were talking, how, you know, it plays a character and, you know, it fades in and out depending. Like, I loved how mm -hmm. it was so loud in the beginning. Yes. And then when the grandpa takes the headphones off, like it fades out and it's like you're just hearing it from around his neck. Right. And I think that 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 just that how that music is portrayed there allows like the viewer immediately to be like okay this is like whatever is going on in that hospital room is not good and yep. this is his outlet to escape and kind of detach himself from it yes yeah and 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 that and that plays into the character for the rest of the movie Yep. You know, that this is his his escape. This is, you know, we've already talked about his touchstone, but it is his escape from everything else that's going around, and it's so important to him. And then you realize right there in the moment, Mylanta, this is his link to his mother who, yep. is, who is dying. And, um, you know, Marvel's like, hey, Disney, how can we be more like you? <laughs> and they're like, well, kill off a parent. <laughs> okay. Just like right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. So, so gut-wrenching right from the start. But it's funny because you never really get back there until the very end. Yep. You know, which we'll talk about with the final track on this on this thing. But, um, yeah, it's... And, and what's also odd about this... So not odd, but what's good about it is it makes no sense based in the scene. Yeah. You know, it's just a song he's listening to while he's waiting for whatever he's got to wait for there in... Um, in the hospital, you know, and, and so he walks in and his mom's dying and, you know, she gives him the present and, um, and then he's, as she dies, he runs out sad and is boom, snatched away. And of course, like, why would he take her hand? Why? I mean, that's not the formula. <laughs> no, no, you gotta <laughs> freak him out, man. <laughs> I mean, you have to make them regret and hold those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but you know what? It's so real. Because I don't care if that's your mom or not, a kid would just be freaked out and scared, yeah. you know, and with all those people standing around being the way they were and, you know, and what's also, what I was glad of as well is, is though his grandpa was like, come on, you got to come in here. You never got the sense that this is a man who's going to treat, if he just stuck around on earth, that he's not going to treat this kid badly. Yeah. You know, that, that he does love this kid. And, um... But it was it, it set up a great character moment that, you know, resonates throughout the rest of the movie. It introduces us to Peter Quill and um with this just playing because this is what obviously this is what he did. And had he stayed on Earth, you know, it it'd be interesting to see, well, what's he into? You know? What was what were his dreams because music was obviously a bond between he and his mom. Uh huh. You know, and it's it's like Kristen and her aunt. Yep. You know, Peter Quill would have been doing a podcast talking about, well, my mom gave me this tape. And uh, and and he'd be walking through the music that he loved based on what his mom did for him. So it's really it's it's a cool way to start and it's a and again, it it just this introduces us to the character of this mixtape. This song yep. does. Um next on the soundtrack is another one is 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 one of the songs that I think is on volume 2 of the mm -hmm. because of its placement in the movie. It's the Jackson 5. I want you back. Do it, baby group.
I mean, the only reason to keep playing this is to keep dancing to it. <laughs> um, everyone knows this song. This is one of those... I mean, most of these songs are just firmly ingrained in the pop culture, you know, which I think works so well for this movie. Uh, and I kept wondering throughout. I'm like, I'm surprised there's no Michael Jackson or Jackson 5. You know, obviously licensing is an issue, but... Um, but I, I was surprised and then to have this and during the credits with, with Baby Groot dancing. Oh. Um, really worked out well. <laughs> I want, like, I need, I need a little Baby Groot. Now, like, I've so seen, bad. I've seen all these toys around. Is that an actual toy that they've made, the dancing Baby Groot? Or is that just stuff people are making on their own, the homemade it's, stuff? So it's a DIY thing. It's apparently, like, there was a dancing flower like yes, a dancing yeah. daisy or something and they cut the like the daisy or the flower of it off mm-hmm. and then they just paint it brown and then they put Groot's face on it okay all right well you know our uh, our remote producer and content provider for the big honkin show jimmy in georgia he and his wife sculpted some baby Groot's. oh out of out of some type of sculpting material uh and it looked great he sent us a picture of it the other night in the chat and it looked cool so um that's amazing. Uh, but uh but yeah, this this was just perfect. This was after you'd been on this fun ride, you know, and they never really did within the scope of the movie. I knew because I'd read the comics, and in the comics something happened to Groot where the similar thing happened. And uh, and Rocket just has a has a twig stuck down in some soil and it's just like, What are you doing? He'll be okay. I've got this, you know, and um and eventually he comes back around. And so I knew, but it was cool to see uh they did this in the movie and the way that they introduce you to the fact that Groot is going to be all right is with the dancing baby Groot. I loved that. Because I was like, you cannot do that to me. You cannot make him not around. <laughs> <laughs> he saved the day, okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he did. He saved all of them. <clears throat> Bless his heart. Because we are Groot. Yeah, we are Groot with his little, like, light thingies that just floated in the air. Oh, it was so nice. I want that power. That's a superpower I would like. It would make, like, it's pointless, but I love that. I want it. What is pointless to make? Well, to have, like, those little light orbs that just yeah. sit around. Like, what is, like, like it's it's not, like, flight or, like, invisibility. It's, like, I would just, like, light orbs. Yeah, but it lit the way. I know. It was amazing. But how many times are you in that situation, Steve? <laughs> I mean, that, we, we hang out in the dark a lot in South Georgia. Okay. <laughs> Electricity hasn't made its way down there. Is That's, that what it is? No, just, you know, when we're outside riding the dirt roads and what have you. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want a spotlight. You just need a glow. A, so- a soft candlelit glow. Right. You need a soft candlelit glow. So it's, uh, and it's not pointless if you're ever lost in a cave. <laughs> so. Where are we going that we're in a cave? You never know, Kristen. It's a, <laughs> it's a crazy, dangerous world in which we live. I guess. So, I mean, when you're when you are a loner and you do all the things for yourself, I would not go in a cave. Well, I agree with <laughs> that's you. I, how, that's how horror movies start. I can't see myself ending up in a cave either. But I'm just saying, you know, maybe at night when you have to get out of bed to go pee and like you don't want to turn lights on because it's too blind, the soft glow of the the orbs that you release from your body or whatever. That would be wonderful. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, this is how we're introduced to adult Peter Quill. Hey, hey, 
So he plug. I love that he plugs in the tape and the Walkman, and he puts it over his ears, and as he's getting ready to do the Indiana Jones thing of all things, uh, this is the song he starts playing. He just starts dancing across this planet's surface, going to this temple to find the orb. Which, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and he kicks some little alien rats out of the way. Uses one as a microphone. <laughs> yes. I was like, I like this guy. I can get behind this guy. I approve. This, this, this is me. This is me right now. It is a great introduction, and it's a great song to use to introduce because, like, he's going... It you know it plays on some different levels here because he's going to go get his money which he loves you know he's going to get the object that'll get him some money which he loves and um and uh it's just and he's just kind of you know sashaying across the old landscape <laughs> <laughs> and it just worked it was such a great it was such a great song and a great way to introduce us to adult Peter Quill. And I, I loved it, too, because it's like, okay, he was taken. This is the one thing that he has with him. And he's like, and, you know, he's a grown man now, and he's still jamming out. Like you said, doing all those little things, like, you know, the Kevin Bacon reference of the Indiana Jones, like all that sort of stuff that, like, he would have been, like, been loving as a kid, and yeah. he's still doing it. <laughs> yep. What? Let me ask you this, though, and this is the one thing that I always kind of I'm, I'm wondered throughout the movie. I'm like, how does he have batteries? Right? Like, that's a really, really good Walkman. That's the only plot hole in that movie to me is is the battery life. How has he not worn the tape out? Yeah, or how is that uh, that foam around those headphones still in such great shape? Yeah, and so bright and not dirty. Exactly. Authenticity, Marvel. You yeah. screwed up. You come on now. <laughs> A good movie ruined by your lack of truth. There's no <laughs> truth in this art. Uh, I know someone that will actually, like, little things like that will make them hate and really? like, they can't do it oh come on like they had to stop watching sons of anarchy because the main character's shoes were too white wow i yeah yeah real life right wow. now <laughs> wow and <laughs> toxin said and that person Kristen, is steve I'm just kidding, guys. It didn't ruin the movie for me, and it's it's just it's one of those things. I did think in the movie at one point, how is how are the batteries lasted this long? But it's space, so of course, in in a world where you can get around to different planets and such as, you're going to be able to power your um, Walkman. So go around the galaxy in like three seconds. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be able to power your Walkman, no problem. So, um, but a great song. To open up, you know, the adult section of things. Now comes the part of the movie where we get the slow motion walk, uh, like a bunch of BMFs. little behind the scenes i read an interview with james gunn where he was talking about the soundtrack the awesome mix and and using this music for the movie 
and how he narrowed it down from like 300 songs to 120 songs. And they actually on set played Cherry Bomb for them to walk down the hallway to. So good. So, yeah, just a great moment. And, and that whole scene in the kiln, in the in the prison scene, that, that whole the plan and getting out and all this stuff was just super cool to me. I have a percentage of a plan. Well, in the kiln now, remember, it was Rocket's plan. Yes. Well, you know, we need to get to this. We need that over there from that dude. And that guy's fake leg. And that guy's leg. <laughs> no, I didn't need it. I just wanted to see. Was he hopping around? Was it funny? And I love it. The end, he brings it back around. Well, when we need your eye. <laughs> no. We no, don't. we don't. <laughs> and he's just sitting there laughing. He's like, yeah, we do. We really he's do. such a little troll. I mean, like I said to you, Steve, to, like when I was watching this movie the entire time, I'm like, Rocket and Groot are like the frog brothers from Lost Boys. Mm. Like, they're just, like, it's so yes. silly and, like, over the top, but incredibly amazing. Yes. Yeah. When you when you texted me that earlier today, I was like, that is the perfect comparison. Like, like the, they have the great one-liners. Yes. Yes. Just like the Frog Brothers from the Lost Boys. And I always love a Lost Boys reference, by the way. Good. I'm, well, I'm glad I could deliver it to you uh, on this day. Of course. Of course. Um... The next, the next song only plays for just a minute or, or second or two, and it's as, yep. and as I recall, it's as, it's as Peter Quill is floating in in outer space, and um, it's one of my least favorite songs, um, ever <laughs> of all time for several reasons. We'll talk about it as we as we listen to it a little bit. talk about the song itself real quick Kristen because like the 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 chorus hits as he's floating through the space if you like me which was well placed and well and well used I'm just gonna say um and and there there have been several times where I've seen this used you know in a comedic bit that it works out this song irks me to no end because this guy is trying to cheat on his lady all right because someone likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. And they like making love at midnight. Um, and so he goes to meet this person. And when the person walks in, it's his lady. And they just laugh about it. What couple is going to laugh at that moment? No one. Exactly. <laughs> but, You're going to get smacked and maybe stabbed. Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't know you like pina coladas. Well, then what have you been doing as a couple? Oh. I mean, don't answer that. But I'm just saying... You know, it's like at some point, 
you have to realize, oh, we were going to cheat on one another. We should be mad as fire. But no, we're just, this is a funny coincidence. This is like the gift of the Magi, only not as sweet. <laughs> no, we're just going to skip on off into the sunset. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- I mean, this is definitely not at all one of my favorite songs either. But I mean, how we said earlier, it's that silly little stupid little clip of a song in like a section that you would never think that that song would be coming into and you just hear it you're like oh my god this is real life okay <laughs> and i <laughs> also with it. i also hate this song because it does get st- stuck in my head it will well, i mean it has like three words in the whole song <laughs> mm-hmm. well what gets stuck in my head is the point where it's if you like making love at midnight you know i'll just go with it from there <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know all the song, but 15, give me 15, when that 15 seconds hits that I do know, I'm going to sing the heck out of it. <laughs> no matter where you are. That's right. That's right. If you like pina coladas, I'll wait for the next. And getting caught in the rain. Anyhow. <laughs> um, the penultimate track, I just wanted to say penultimate. On this. Five points for you. Thank you. On this, uh, on this particular soundtrack comes from one of the greatest in-fight scenes of all time. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the best distractions. Yes. I mean, you've just been through with this movie at this point when this song kicks in. You've been through um, this huge aerial battle with the Nova Corps and Ronin ship. You've been on deck with uh, with the Guardians fighting him, and and just everything has fallen apart. Everything's fallen to pieces. Their ship's pretty much destroyed, except the music's still playing. <laughs> <laughs> There's purple flames everywhere. Yes, and Peter Quill just walks up to Ronan and starts dancing. <laughs> Pelvic thrusting. He's like, he's inspired by Elvis right in that scene. Yes, yes. And Ronan's like, what are you doing? I'm distracting you, big turd blossom. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh. Because it's so, like, there's no, there's not, like, there's music to the back of it. It's just him solo being like, ooh, child. You're like, oh, my God. It is pelvic sorcery. Chris Pratt's pelvic sorcery. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jason says in the chat, I love it when he kicks it up and sings, someday. Oh man, and so that was a highlight. Oh yeah, but it and it works because he's just sitting there watching, and all of a sudden they blow up his little hammer, and there goes the stone. He's I like, "I'm challenging you to a dance off." <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. That should be on a deleted scene. 
Yes, yes. Maybe they'll do it in the gag reel. Uh, that, oh, Alicia just said that in the chat, by the way, too. All right. Well, look at there. Great minds. Think alike. Or in this case, I got lucky. Um, uh, so it, it, it was so much fun. Such a fun moment. and such a. It's one of those songs that you wouldn't think would, would be used in a moment like this. But again, there it is. Um, and then it rolls into this awesome moment of togetherness. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll repeat this on Geek Out Loud, but, you know, it rolls into that moment where he's holding the stone and it's starting to tear him apart. And he flashes back to his mother, you know, take my hand. And he reaches out to Gamora and she takes his hand and Drax takes her hand and, you know, and then Rocket takes their hands. And, and someone was asking why that is. And I, and I think what it is, is, is it helped level out the power that was like coursing through him at that point yes. so that it wasn't consuming them all. And then he was able to redirect it at Ronan and, um, uh, such a cool moment and such a cool way to kind of come together and, you know, an experience that would bond them from, for life. So, um, the final track is is a cheat as well as I want you back. I think, but I want you back is not confirmed that it's a cheat. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, but this one definitely is because this is from Awesome Mix Volume Two, and you know, <clears throat> you got to put yourself in the shoes of a man who, for all of his life, has been listening to, you know, let's say it's a sixty minute tape. Let's say it's a 30-minute tape on both sides, I guess, you know. Um, and he's been listening to the same 60 minutes or less, you know, depending on how much his mom was able to squeeze in, <laughs> of music his entire life from the time that he was however old he was in 1988. But basically for the past, you know, nearly 30 years, um, this is what he's had to listen to. And um, here comes this he puts in this tape and here comes this sound listen baby ain't no mountain high ain't no valley low ain't no river wide enough baby if you need me call me no matter where you are no matter how far In what is quite possibly the second most easily licensed song in music history. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also in Remember the Titans. Yes, yes. Well, you know, and I was thinking as they were going through this, I'm like, I'm surprised they hadn't hit any Ain't No Mountain. Because I hadn't really looked over the list that in too much detail to commit it to memory at that point. And, uh, and when this hit, I'm like, yep, it fits. It works. There you go. Yep. And, um, but his reaction as this starts to play is just like I've never, you know, in other movies, like remember the Titans, you know, you got the guys sitting around the locker room and they start to sing it, you know, and, or it, it always becomes this big sing along thing. And here it did become kind of a, all right, we're going to teach you how to dance. But for that moment of just listening to it, he is overcome with emotion. Yep. You know, of here's, here's new music. And new music that is from my mom. Right. Here's my here's another connection. I never thought I'd have another connection to my mom, but here it is. Yep, exactly. You know, and I hope he was able to salvage mixtape volume one. 
from the so Ravens. So it doesn't completely go away. Right. Oh, no, I mean, I'm being dead serious, too. Like, I want him to have Awesome Mix Volume 1, and I long for the day he makes it back to Earth and is able to discover, you know, if not digital music, CDs. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> get him an iPod. I mean, I hope he his... can get an iPod because then when he's doing all his little missions and stuff, he doesn't have to worry about skipping. Yes, so we might want to yes. go right to the iPod. Yeah, he can change his life with an iPod. You know what? It, it is true. Tapes are a little bit more stable way of listening to music than CDs were. Well, those Discmans got got rough. It was rough. Oh, my. And nothing. Like, oh, yeah. And it's it's scratch proof. No, it's not. It's skip proof. No, it's not. Mm-mm. Nothing skip proof. No. I even had some ESP on one of mine. Extra skip protection. Didn't work. Yeah, right? It was like, you're just charging me more, and it's going to be the the exact same thing. You're charging me to click a button that doesn't do anything. Yeah, great. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And why would I not turn this button on while I'm listening to them? You know, uh, but I loved my Discman. Uh, (laughs) I did, too. I remember I would sit on the school bus, and I would, like, pop that bad boy open. I would bring, like, a small case of CDs, and I would put in, you know, Bon Jovi, New Jersey. Put it on. Put the headphones on. Good times. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But it was, to me, it was a fitting song to go out on because, it, you know, there were a lot of, not, I don't want to use the term overused, and I don't want to use the term cliche because it seemed so negative, but there were a lot of, you know, tropes in this movie that are very common yes. to, to movies like this. But I'm a sucker for every single one of them, and they all worked, right down to the smiling and the dancing at the end to this song. You know, this is that typical song you end a movie on and but it worked and it worked because of his his reaction at the beginning of the song yep and he sold it he sold it so well to the point that it like broke my heart but it's also you know Alicia in the chat says it's also kind of his mom saying you know there's nothing going to keep me from you um yep you know I'm always here with you that kind of thing and that's just so so great um and music's one of those things like you can never take those things away from someone. Like you will always have those memories attached to it. So it's like, and if that is like such a connection between someone, it's like all you need to like. It's like an almost famous like if you ever get lonely, just go to the record store and visit your friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just listen to that, and all of a sudden, yeah, your mom might not be there with you, but you know she's with you just by listening to that that tape. But it's and it's also a thing where you know it took me a little bit. Um, as I was thinking about this, I was like, so has he never heard this song? I was like, no, it's not that he's never heard this song. There's probably a memory he has of his mother connected to that song. Yep. You know, and that's what's so, um, so cool about it. And, you know, again, a lot of this music is not necessarily music that I would, um, listen rock to on a regular, to? yeah, I wouldn't rock out to it. I wouldn't, I might not listen to it on a regular basis, but in in the context of this movie, a movie that I had been looking to for month looking forward to for months and months and months, and that delivered on every level, it was such a unique way of using this kind of music within the structure of the film so that the music, the tape itself became a a whole part of the cast. Mm-hmm. It became its own character. And that's what I love so much about the soundtrack because it does take you if you can remember the moments that the stuff is in, it takes you to those moments. And and for some of this music, it flips the way that you see it on its head. Particularly, I'm thinking of Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yes. You know, it, it somehow makes it feel fresh. Yes, yes. and But it also gives you something new to feel when you hear that the next time you hear it. 
Yep, exactly. Because Chris Pratt sold that moment. You used the term sold. He sold that moment so, so well. And uh, and I and I absolutely loved it. Loved loved what he did. Loved what they loved the music they picked. Loved the fact that they chose to do this. And I say bring on Guardians too, so we can get to know Awesome Mix Volume Two. Oh yeah, please. Oh my, give me that. Give me that character. Because <laughs> you know me, I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, what's on this one? Yes, what's on this exactly. one? Like I know the time that it was set in. We got Footloose. We got all these different, you know, connections. Yeah, we've had these different mentions made. So come yep. on, you know, and surely. Surely Hysteria's got to be on there somewhere. Uh, or at least pour some sugar on me. At least. At the very <laughs> least. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the opening scene of Guardians 2 with him plugging it in and, and that's just what starts to come out? I could just picture Rocket just, like, oh my dancing God. with, like, a gun to that song. <laughs> oh my Maybe gosh. there's a pole around. Who knows? Mm. Maybe Groot's, like, you know, Groot can make a pole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm going to stay away from any jokes that might come from that. <laughs> All right. Having said that, I uh, think it's a great start to uh, our occasional soundtrack series. I'm excited. It, you know, in the future, you'll definitely hear soundtracks from more music-based movies. Some of the ones we've talked about, you know, we, we mentioned Almost Famous uh, in, in this podcast, or Kristen did. That's a soundtrack that's worth stopping and taking a look at. Um oh, Beautiful. Yeah, there's so much in there. Um, movies like Pirate Radio, which we've talked about before. We mentioned, uh, you know, we did mention Remember the Titans quite a bit. Yep. Which that's got a pretty nifty little soundtrack to it as well, featuring songs like Spirit in the Sky and Ain't No Mountain High Enough. It's a little <laughs> more common what you'd expect, though. Um, a Knight's Tale, which I think definitely deserves our time take, talking about it, that sort of thing. So uh, all kinds of fun stuff like that uh, down the road. We've got a uh, hundred million ideas for, for shows. We're here for, we're here for the long haul, Kristen. You're stuck now. Oh, I mean, I said, Hey man, this is what I signed up for. So this is my little, this is my little area to geek out about, you know, my music that I love that really I can usually only ever do with my aunt. Well, there you <laughs> go. And, and now you have so many more ants in your life. Wait, I know what, Right. So many people, so many <laughs> virtual people that I could just be like, oh my God, let's talk about Def Leppard. Let's talk about Almost Famous. Let's talk about Bowie. Like, totes, get into it. Yeah, and I'll be expecting that list from you soon. Oh, so. you got it. You got it. <laughs> I get off work at 3.30 tomorrow. Expect it by like 7. All right. <laughs> While I'm throwing together tomorrow night's rundown for Geek Out Loud, I'll be like, all right, well, here we go. Let's listen through some of this stuff. <laughs> Well, that is going to wrap it up for us here. You can follow us on Twitter at RockOutLoudPod. Uh, you can follow me at Steve Glosson. And, of course, Kristen, who is the interesting one of the show, at XboxingTheStars on Twitter. And uh, Facebook. Go over to Facebook and like us at RockOutLoudPodcast, Facebook.com slash RockOutLoudPodcast. We're at 86 likes right now. We want to get to that elusive 100 that's our first milestone to get to. So head over to Rock Out Loud Podcast. Get us to 100 likes. And, of course, you can email us at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. I was feeling weird. I was like, it's so quiet. Why is it so quiet? And I realized I didn't start the music up. Ridiculous. Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk. Well, let's let it breathe for a second. 
I am your average, ordinary, everyday dude. <laughs> well, that's... Happy to do nothing? That's what I did. All the time. All the time, that's what I did. Hey, if you want to support all the shows, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash geekoutloud and becoming a patron there. The second of the exclusive podcast is now available with me and Dave talking through X-Men The Last Stand. And uh, I feel like it was better than, than the first. How about this? Two episodes of the exclusive podcast, in, and already plans have changed for the exclusive podcast is going to be starting next month. We'll talk about that as we get closer <laughs> to September. Um, I'm excited about it, though. I think it's really going to be a cool thing to do. Um, and also, you can support this show by heading over to geekoutpodcast.com geekoutpodcast.com slash rockoutloudpod and on all the show notes on all of our shows there are links to the songs we talk about the albums that we discuss that sort of thing and uh, you can go to Amazon through those links and purchase those things and it helps out the shows immensely so please do that for us we'd appreciate your support in that way and uh, of course on iTunes we'd appreciate your time leaving us a review uh, like Doc Zen was so kind to do. I don't know if you saw Doc's review. Oh, he put so much effort into it. Yeah, he put he poured his heart and soul into the review that he left for us uh, on iTunes. Let me let me pull that up really quickly and read that for you because it is it's a tearjerker, ladies and gentlemen. If this get doesn't the, get the tissues out, yeah, if this doesn't move you emotionally, nothing will. Five-star review. Kristen said to review the podcast, and I'm scared of her, so this is my review. That's from Doc Zen. End of review. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, that tells people so much about the show, Steve. It's going to make everyone fear me. Great. Well, here we go. Um, <clears throat> this is from, I believe this is Daniel and Indy, maybe. Uh, it's CAG006. The greatest thing about this show is how two people who have a child together can still get along so well. I wish more divorced couples could find the courage to do so like Kristen and Steve. I want to give special props to Kristen for trying to stomach bands like the Smiths, Killers, and Gin Blossoms. <laughs> what a jerk. We've never even played the Gin Blossoms or the Smiths. Guys, we need your reviews to help us out, not to hurt us there at iTunes. Um, so, there you go. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Thanks so much for joining us. Those who joined us in the chat at Mixer.com slash Goaliverse, we appreciate you coming in live. For those of you who have downloaded the podcast, thank you so much for downloading and listening to us. We want to hear from you at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com and let us know what you're rocking out about. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. We'll see you next time on Rock Out Loud. Rock on, guys. Rock on. Bye. Bye. Hey.